כתובות כ"ה עמוד ב' עם כ"ו עמוד א', seeing things as they are, מסיח לפי תומו. We spoke back on דף תסבוב, we spoke about the fact that we generally don't see things as they are, we see things through the lens of who we are. Uh, and that can damage our credibility. But we'll learn today that there are occasions where we can see things as they are, and when we do see things as they are, we have credibility even if we're not fit to be an aide. Even if we're not fit halakhically to be a witness, uh, we could have credibility just because we're seeing things as they really are. And through this, we'll have another example of how to learn from a halakhic principle a principle that, that uh, expands to, to the rest of life as well. Dealing particularly with the idea of tamimut, what does it mean when the Torah uses the word tamim, tam? Uh, what does that mean? Yaakov ish tam, yoshev alim. Does it mean a simple person? It clearly doesn't mean that. Uh, usually when the word tamim is used, it's used in a very complimentary way. It's only on the Haggadah and Pesach night that the tam is used in a bit of a disparaging way, which will... Uh, we'll understand. But we have the statement in, in Pasha Shoftim, we'll be coming to it soon, Tamim Mashem you should be Tamim. Does it mean perfect? It can't be that we're instructed to be perfect. Uh, what, what does it mean? You shall be Tamim with Hashem Elokecha. Unkelus uh, says it means Shalim Hashem You should be whole in the way you serve Hashem. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean? You shall be whole. Shalim. What does that mean? How do you do it? Rashi says, Go with Hashem in, in wholeness and don't try and work out the outcomes. Don't try and work out the future. Uh, yes, you've got to plan. You've got to act with some kind of vision of the future, but don't anticipate the future. Don't try and predict the future. But whatever happens to you, accept it as it is. And then you can be part of Hashem. The, the idea is given already to Avrom Avinu back in Pashas Lech Lecha. Go with me and, and be Tamim. What, what does it mean? The Ramban says there in uh, in Breshit, mitzvah acheret od binyan hazeh ketan tamim tiyeh mashem elokecha. This is a mitzvah. This is not just a, a nice to have. This is tamim tiyeh mashem elokecha. Or in the case of Avraham, hitalech lefanai veheyeh tamim. This is an expectation that Hashem has of us. This is something we're meant to be. Va'inyan b'shnehem shia amin belibor ki akolish boruchu levado hu bala yecholet. And how are you mekayim, this mitzvah of tamim tiyeh? According to the Ramban, as we'll see, it's one of the mitzvot. You mekayim this mitzvah by believing in your heart that Hashem is the only force that determines outcome. Hu ayachol la'asot olavatel, he can do and undo. Ve'lo yishmu'u el-me'onanim ve'el-kosmim o'men-le-menachesh o'mechashef. Don't believe to all the fortune tellers. They used to be called Kosmim, Menachim, Mechashvim. Now they're called economists. Don't, don't believe what they say. You don't have to believe what they say will happen is not necessarily what will happen. If we haven't learned that already, then, then how long will it take us to learn? 
that it, uh, you, don't, you don't have to assume. You can take the information, but don't predict outcome. Don't believe that what they say is what will be. You should make it clear in your heart that everything is in the hands of the higher of highs. You remember I gave a shoe a little while ago on mazal from the word nozel, meaning the flow of things. Hashem can do good, good things even when the flow is negative. Hashem can turn it positive. And when the flow is positive, things can go bad. Depending on how you are walking with Hashem. What your relationship is with Hashem, the extent to which you're living with Hashem, will determine the outcome more than any predictions that anybody else makes. And we see the Ramban going in the same line, uh, on in Sefer HaMitzvot. So the Rambam, of course, wrote the Sefer HaMitzvot. That was the precursor to his Mishnah Torah, where he works out all we know is that there are 613 mitzvot. Exactly which are those 613? That there's, there are differences of opinion as to which they are. And the Rambam, the Rambam in the Sefer HaMitzvot works out his own methodology, and using that methodology, he works out which are the 613 mitzvot and defines them in the Sefer HaMitzvot. The Ramban doesn't always agree with the Rambam. And, and he writes, Asagot, he writes comments on the Rambam and, and mentions where he disagrees with them. And this is one of their points of disagreement. The, the Rambam does not count Tamim Elokecho as a mitzvah. This statement in Parsha Shoftim, the, Ram, the Rambam doesn't count as a mitzvah. And the Ramban does. We see the Ramban in, in Parsha's Lech we see how he works what the mitzvah, it's a mitzvah in, in, in emunah, not just in believing in Hashem, but in believing in Hashem against all odds. That's what tamim really means. Uh, and the Ramban says, mitzvah shminit, this is the eighth mitzvah, that we're given the instruction that our hearts should be tamim with Hashem. Uh, and we should believe that He alone does everything. Who are you there, Amitat Kolatid? Hashem knows the future. And if you want to know what's going to be in the future, only through his Nevi'im, or on Sheikh Hasidav, and Urim Vatumim, not from any other kind of authority that, that predicts the future. And we should believe that everything that will happen is a function of how close we are to Hashem. It's not a function of outside events. It's a function of how close we are to Hashem. So why did the Rambam not include this? Asked the Ramban. It's so clear that Tamim Tiyem, Hashem Elokecha, is one of the Tariag mitzvot. Why does the Rambam omit it? So he should suggest possibly, Maybe the Rambam holds that this is a general mitzvah, that you've got to keep the Torah. That's what it means. It's not a specific mitzvah that is deserving of being counted up separately. It's a, it's a general mitzvah that, that is, covers everything, and therefore the Rambam doesn't include it. Now, from our Gemara, we'll understand the meaning of the word tamim, and we'll understand perhaps more clearly what the Ramban means in understanding why the Rambam excludes, why the, Rambam excludes the mitzvah. So the case of, in our Gemara is... Uh, a question of believing a relative uh, that his relative is a Kohen. 
or a levy. So we have to establish a person wants to say he claims he's a coin, he comes from overseas, we don't know him, and his, uh, his brother says he's a coin, his father says this is my child, he's a coin. How do, we, how do we treat that? Normally we wouldn't believe a relative. Why not? Because he has self-interest. So this self-interest is what damages credibility. And all the laws of Edus are to eliminate the potential that self-interest is distorting what you see. It's not even a question of deliberately lying. We've often talked about the fact the laws of Edus have, uh, have to be observed, even if Moshe is giving evidence for, on, on Aharon, or Aharon's giving evidence on Moshe, two brothers. We won't accept their Edus. Why not? Who could be believed more than Moshe and Aharon? And nevertheless, the laws of Edith apply. Why? Because it's not that, we, that we're concerned that they're lying. What we're concerned is that they see reality differently. When you have self-interest, what you see is not the same. You don't notice things. You don't observe things. You're already seeing things through the lens of self-interest. So if a son, if a, if a relative gives evidence on his relation that, he, that the person's a crane, we normally wouldn't accept it. But we have a, a case where Rebbe allowed a son to be a Kohen because of the evidence of the father. And Rabbi Chia allowed a brother to become, uh, to become a, a levy on the, on the evidence of the brother. Although Rabbi Chia wouldn't allow in the first case where the, where the father was giving evidence. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Chia Maishna Bendelo. Why does Rabbi Chia not allow the son to be a Kohen on the words of the father? The Karovu Because he's a Karov, there's interest, there's self-interest. So the same applies to a brother. A brother is also a relative. So why does Rabbi Chia allow it in the one case and not in the other case? No, says the Gemara. This has not got to do with different relationships. The one is the case of a father and the one's the case of a brother. This is a general principle of B'Mesiach Lefi Tumor. It was a particular case. In a particular case, Rabbi Chia accepted the word of a relative about the status of his brother or father or son because of the principle of Messiah Lefi Tumor. Messiah Lefi Tumor is a principle we use um, a, lot, a lot in Shas and the laws of Kashrut we use it a lot. Messiah Lefi Tumor means a person just mentions something in passing. He doesn't understand the relevance and importance of what he's saying. Um, so a, a, a shopkeeper, even if it's a non-Jew, is just talking about his produce. He doesn't understand that it has to be kosher and that you only eat kosher. He's just talking about his suppliers. Uh, and and in, in the conversation, it's clear that he's kosher or that that particular product is kosher. So we rely on Messiah if he has no self-interest. He's not doing, he's not saying that in order to, to sell to you. He doesn't know that you want to buy or that you're governed by the laws of kashrut. There was a case of a man who was just mentioning, he was telling a story. We're back to narrative. There was a man who was telling a story and he said, I remember when I was a baby, a young child, my father used to carry me on, my, on his shoulders, fetch me from school and take me to a place, take off my clothes and dip me into the river, river so that I could eat truma in the evening. And Rabbi Chia says that the story continued, and my friends, and I remember my friends used to keep away from me. And they used to call me Yochanan who eats challah. That's what he used to, the, the person was just telling the story. He was reminiscing. I remember as a child, it's one of my nostalgic memories of my relationship with my father. 
and Rebbe allowed him to be a Kohen based on the story. Because that's Mesiach Lefi So what does the word Tam mean? The word Tam means without self-interest. That's what Tam means. Yaakov Ish Tam Yoshev Alim. Yaakov was a person who sat and learned Torah for no self-interest. It was just Lishma. There was no other reason. The opposite of of Esav, it was Tzayed Befiv. Everything he said was governed by self-interest. Everything he said had a calculation. Yaakov is an Ishtam. He has no self-interest. Tamim Tiyem Hashem Elokecha. Just serve Hashem without self-interest. Without wanting a specific outcome and doing it because you think this will be the result and questioning what the outcome and the result, and the result will be just with self, without self-interest. That's the meaning of, tamim, of, of Tamimus. And so when the Ramban says, why does the Rambam leave it out? It's because the, the mitzvah, and that's the, the Ramban seems to be implying that in, in his understanding of the Rambam. The mitzvah is not a specific thing to do. You must do X or you must do Y. It's removing, it's just elevating yourself above your self-interest. It's, it's taking self-interest away. You, there's nothing to do. There's, you've got to remove. It's about taking things off. It's not about putting things on. It, it, there's no action involved. It's just about being able to elevate yourself above your self-interest and see things as they really are. Just taking your self-interest and setting it aside and just having a look at things as they really are. The amazing thing is when one does that, and it's so hard to do it, the first thing that's hard is to recognize the self-interest. And we have self-interest, as you start becoming aware of this, you'll notice how we've got self-interest in everything, everything you're looking at throughout the day. You've got a, you've got a way of you, how you expect it, how you think it should be, it ought to be, it will be, or it won't be. And it's all going on in your mind. And through that messy lens, you're looking at the world. The first thing is just to recognize that. Once you've recognized that, to be able to put it aside and say, okay, that's my self-interest. But what's really going on? What are the facts? What am I really seeing? And when you see that, the world looks different. Everything looks very different. And, and you feel different. It's much more, a much more relaxing way to go about the world. You're able to remove judgment and just look at what is and take in what is and enjoy what is without imposing your own ideas on what should be. It's the same when one's learning Torah. It's about to just learn what's there. That's when we say, we talk about learning pshat. That's what it means. Don't impose what you want there to be there, what result you want, what outcome you want. Just read through it, learn it, see what does the Gemara say? What is Rashi saying? What is Tosa saying? What are they actually saying? Is, the, uh, is such an important exercise in, in every area. So if one understands what Tomim is, then one understands also why the Rambam doesn't count it as a, as a mitzvah. Why is the Tam in the Haggadah treated a little bit disparagingly? Because there's one area where you should have self-interest, and that's in the area of learning Torah. There you should want it. It should be something that's important. The time is sitting back quietly. He doesn't mind if he's learning, if he's not learning. There is a shear going on, or there isn't a shear going on. There is something available, not available. It's just massive what's, what's going on. There's no drive. The one area where there needs to be a desire for outcome is in the search for MS and the search for Torah. There you want outcome. I want to know. I want to know what the MS is. In that drive, then, that, that's not the place for Tamimut. And therefore, the Tam in that particular case is, is seen as disparaging. But in every other case, the, the extent to which we can be Tamimim Hashem Elokecha, the extent we can just relate to Hashem and to the world around, around us with that lack of self-interest,
is a way that adds to our credibility, not only in the eyes of others, but in the eyes of ourselves, our ability to rely on what we see and how we see it and how we understand it because of that element of timidity.